0: The following is a Thunderbolt West Media Production. Today I'm talking about the Second Amendment, and also I'm talking about the fires. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show, with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving, so I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations, WBCQ, Monticello, Maine at Frequency 7.490 and also on WRMI, Radio Miami International, on Frequency 5850. And you can tune in to Key Radio 89.3 FM in Osage Beach, Missouri. And this show is also available on demand on Spreaker, Anchor, Podpoint, Podpage, and Red Circle. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith, and be sure to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I really appreciate it. Well, today I'm kind of doing my show very tired, and that's because I spent all day in 100-degree heat in the hayfield, and, and I'm doing a field that has never been mowed before, ever. And it's more of a pasture than a field, and... I finally found my bumblebees nest. They're in this field. But it's only one nest where, in normal times, there would be 10 or 15 nests because it's just perfect for bumblebees. And my mower's working really good, and my rake's doing okay, and my baler's doing okay. But there is so much old growth that's three and four years old that's undergrowth that is semi-rotten that I have to deal with that it's really slow going and it's hot and the machinery is complaining it doesn't like it and it's making me get off and adjust things and, and work harder than I want to work in 100 degree weather. Plus I just hauled a load of bales and fortunately we do have a wind so if I sound a little stuffed up well I've been in old dust and pollen all day and if I sound a little tired well it's because I am. But I need to put this show out because I have a very full schedule, and if I don't record it right now, I'm going to be in trouble down the road. Today I want to talk about two topics, primarily, and you know I'm going to have some rabbit trails all over the place as I normally do, but I want to talk about our Second Amendment and what they're doing to our Second Amendment. Oh, they'll say they're not touching it at all. No, no, no. But they used the medical profession to punish all small businesses and also individual rights and free speech rights. They used the medical profession to do that with COVID. They used the medical profession to be punitive against we the people during the COVID scam. And it worked really well for them. Seems like a lot of people voluntarily gave up their free speech and gave up all sorts of things like their businesses. I just heard in Germany, I don't know if this is true or not, but 850,000 businesses this year have filed for bankruptcy in Germany? Could that be true? 850,000? That would partly be the sanctions against Russia, but partly a hangover from 2020. It really does seem like they're trying to build back better by destroying everything. And, of course, they're not building back better for us. They're building back better for them to control us, which gets me right back to the Second Amendment. It seems that the governor of Tennessee, I believe his name is Governor Lee, and if the reports are true, which I have no doubt they are, shame on this man. Shame on everyone involved with this. What they're doing is they're using the medical profession, To put red flags on people as far as they're physically or mentally unfit or mentally unstable to own a gun. That's how they're taking away the Second Amendment rights. And I do believe, if I heard right, that if you are deemed to be mentally, let's say, disturbed in any way, shape, or form, maybe just simple depression, they will actually come to your house and confiscate your guns. I do believe that's part of this bill that this renegade governor is forcing on the people of Tennessee. Now, you know why they picked Tennessee. Because Tennessee is full of free-thinkers and full of people that would own guns and defend their own property. Tennessee is full of a bunch of good old boys. I know there's cities and there's a bunch of urban areas in Tennessee, but there's also a lot of rural areas. So this is a litmus test. If it can happen in the South, And in Tennessee. Surely it's going to happen in New York, in Minnesota, in California, and all the liberal places. And it's going to spread like wildfire. So, what they're doing is they're setting a precedence of taking our guns, taking our Second Amendment rights. But they could say, oh, no, no, we didn't take away anybody's rights. This person was unstable. Now, this is where there's a fly in the ointment. Back when COVID hit, Doctors that told the truth were told that they were going to lose their license. Doctors that refused to give the death jab were told they were going to lose their license. What do you think's going to happen to doctors that don't go along and start putting down things about their patients that let's say they shaded a bit, and it's not quite true. But let's say they're told by whoever's telling them they're going to take away their license. That they have to get X amount of guns out of people's hands. And that anything the doctor writes down, the federal government will stand behind. And so somebody might go see their doctor, and the doctor might say, Hey Bob, how you doing today? And Bob would say, Oh, I'm doing okay, I'm kinda kinda sad because I lost my goldfish and I love my goldfish. The doctor will check mark that you have depression. That is deemed enough to take away your guns. And I don't want to get in between you and your doctor. I really don't. But I'm going to tell you my opinion. And it's just an opinion. I don't trust my doctor enough to go see him. I really don't. My doctor was administering the death jab and still is giving boosters. Is this person incompetent? Is he bought off or is he just stupid? Well, it's one of the three and I don't want to go see him anymore. I really did like him. Personally, I thought he was a great guy. But there's something nefarious going on behind the scenes. So you might say, well, what are you going to do if you ever need a doctor? Well, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. But I'm not going to go to somebody that is trying to mine for information about my life. I'm not going to do it. Because they're going to use that against us. And how the governor of Tennessee is using the medical profession to write down all sorts of symptoms of mental illness just so they can confiscate guns is extremely horrible, reprehensible, unforgivable. There's an awful lot of words I can come up with. I just hope that the good people of Tennessee will stand up against this. But what's going to happen is, if you are deemed to be mentally unstable for whatever reason, all of a sudden, your right to protect yourself, and defend yourself, becomes very gray, because after all, you are mentally defective. You see where this is all going? They want to get rid of all the gas-powered cars so they can control us. They're going to put everyone on electric cars, and then all of a sudden, "Uh uh-oh, we're sorry, you can't charge your car today. We don't have enough electricity. And if a region has a group of people that want to stand up to all this tyranny, Oh, we're sorry, there's no more electricity that's going to go to your area. That's what they're doing with the electric cars. And with the guns, they're doing practically the same thing. Oh, you had depression when you were in high school. Well, we don't think you should have a gun. We don't think you should be able to protect yourself because we think you're mentally unstable. And I think right now, being a white Christian male qualifies you for being unstable as far as at least half the government is concerned. Oh, you believe in that Jesus guy? Well, we don't think you're in reality, so I don't think you should have a gun. Where is it going to stop? Well, I can tell you where it's going to stop. It's going to stop with you having your guns confiscated. That's where it's going to stop. They did an end run to take away our freedom of speech and our freedom of movement, and a lot of things during COVID. Well, they're using another end run with the same characters, the doctors and the medical profession, to come after your guns. And getting back to your doctor. If you need a doctor, well, make sure you trust him. But don't tell your doctor anything. Don't tell him anything that he doesn't need to know. All he needs to know is how your symptom is and if his treatment is working. That's about all he needs to know. If he asks how you've been doing, how you've been feeling, you're going to have to just say, I feel great. And you're going to have to understand that the doctor is now the eyes and ears of the people that want to take away your rights. They're using your own doctor against you. And any doctor that's going to stand up and say, I don't like this. Well, guess what? We're going to close your practice down. You can't practice in our state anymore. And I would imagine that if you lose your license in one state, it would be very hard to get a license in another state. And I really think that we have a banana republic. I think it's a horrible, absolutely tyrannical banana republic. And there's an awful lot of people that are just looking out for themselves, and they'll go along with anything as long as they're left alone. And so the good people of Tennessee and If it happens there, it's going to happen to all 50 states. Mark my word on that. We're all going to have people knocking on our door, wanting our guns. And if you get belligerent, well, I'm not going to give you my gun. Well, they're likely to write down you have other mental issues. And they're likely to come in and either SWAT team you and shoot you, or haul you off and put you in some sort of a mental institution. They don't like the way I think. They don't like the way you think. We have to think in groupthink. We have to think five-minute cities. We have to think no more guns. We have to think electric cars only. It's all asinine. It's all stupid. It's all going to come crashing down. But when is it going to crash down? Is it going to crash down before we're all absolutely harmed horribly by all of this crap? Or is it going to happen before? I really do think that there are people in the shadow government and also in the elected government, if you want to claim that anyone is truly elected, they want a civil war. They want to push us to the point where, where we won't take it anymore. They've already been training military units from all branches to deal with civil unrest, which predominantly means white Christian males that vote conservative. Remember, we've been deemed the enemy by the government. And they're going to use every opportunity they have, and I'm talking about those that are against us, are going to use every opportunity they have to take away every right, all of your freedoms. They want you dead broke, then they want you dead. They want you gone. You're a liability. You're something they don't like, something they want to get rid of. Anybody that's a rugged individualist, they want you gone. Why do you think they went after the small businesses? They had all these businesses close during COVID-19, and they're going to close more businesses on the next pandemic. They're already gearing up to do more lockdowns and more craziness. And I'm proud to say I never once wore a face diaper. Not once. And I never once did that social distancing. And I will not let any doctor inject me with anything ever again. I've done way too much research, and I personally think that the medical profession is not our friend. That said, if you have a good doctor, stay with your doctor, do what your doctor says. I'm not telling you to leave your doctor. I'm telling you I left my doctor, and I'm not looking for a new one. Now, what does that mean for my health? Well, considering that doctors are administering this death jab and these boosters, and they're killing their patients, I think I'm much better off. And so, yeah, you can call me belligerent, you can call me bullheaded, you can call me anything you want to call me, but you're going to call me unvaccinated and proud of it. And there are some that might say, oh, you're selfish. No, I'm not. Not selfish in the least. If I was selfish, I would not be doing this program. I just happened to figure out very early on that this whole pandemic was a scam. It was just a vehicle they were using to take our freedoms. And as Bob Beerman has been pointing out on Truth to Ponder, they're still using the emergency authorized vaccine when, over a year ago, they said that they had an approved version. But they're not using the approved version. They're still using the emergency version. Why is that? To protect them from lawsuits. And also, can you imagine, if your doctor is a good person, And you come in, and you tell your doctor that you stubbed your toe, and you had to spend a week in bed because it hurt so bad, and you missed your son's ball game, and so you feel bad about that, and your doctor just says, oh, that's too bad, and does not check that you're depressed. What's going to happen if something happens, and you do something that is deemed a crime or something that is socially unacceptable? That doctor is now liable for saying that you're okay, because he didn't check that check mark. And so not only are they paying doctors off to give death jabs and do all sorts of things, I would imagine that any doctor that does not report even the slightest little thing is going to be held liable and could lose everything that they've worked for their whole life just because they didn't put a check in a box. And so they're going to check all these boxes just to cover their own butt. You have to understand just how evil this is. And what can we do about it? Well, I really don't know. I know that as long as we let the tyrants be tyrants, and as long as we tolerate it, they're just going to be tyrants, and they're going to do what they want to do. They're flagrant about it. They're out in the open. And so I think that There's nothing we can do, legally, as far as laws on the books, you can say, well, we can vote them out. Do you honestly think that your vote counts? After seeing all of this junk that we've seen, and having our eyes opened as much as we've had them opened, and so many things revealed to us that are true, of course they're conspiracy theories, but they're true nonetheless. Do you realize just how much hot water that a doctor's going to get in? Do you realize just what a mess this is going to be, trying to clean this up? I know our founding fathers, they gave us all sorts of ideas how to get rid of tyrants. But if you talk about that and even mention some of the ideas, well, then you're deemed as a subversive or an enemy of the state or a white supremacist or whatever they're going to call you. And unfortunately, we have too many people in law enforcement that are more than willing to carry out unconstitutional and unlawful raids on people because they're bullies and they get off on it. They think it's great. Like what they're doing to Donald Trump in Georgia is just asinine. It's, it's stupid that anyone would even entertain doing what they're doing to Donald Trump is just beyond reasonable. But they're all on power trips. They think they're going to go down in history as the person that ruined Donald Trump. And all they care about is their own little petty little politics. They don't care about you, they don't care about me, they don't care about anyone. Look at the people in Hawaii. These poor people in Hawaii that lost everything. I've heard that the government wants to send some money out to these folks that lost everything. I've heard that the government wants to send them $700. Boy, that'll cover your house and your car and losing all your possessions. That $700, yeah, that ought to to clear it all up. While it's not the government's job to be our caretaker, when there is a disaster and you have a large group of people that are suffering as much as the people in Hawaii are suffering, to offer them a measly $700, And I've heard that the insurance company doesn't want to pay. And I don't know if that's true or not, but if it is true and all they get seven hundred dollars, and then they're written off. Oh well we took care of that problem. We gave money. We sent money out to help the people. Seven hundred dollars. Boy, that's gonna help people that lost everything, isn't it? But yet they just can't wait to give Ukraine billions and billions more dollars. We have an out of control just horrible group of people in Washington. I don't care what party they're in. They're all horrible. They're absolutely destructive. And of course, they want to build back better, so they have to be destructive. I've been hearing that the cities are being let go, so they become basically just hell on earth, so they can build back better. Just like they're letting the fires burn everywhere, so they can build back better. And do you think that all these wildfires are actually wildfires? Do you really? Well, I don't. There's way too many coincidences going on all over the world. And we have this World Economic Forum and other groups of just nefarious creeps that should have no business in dictating any policy for any government. They should be absolutely irrelevant. But yet they're pushed as some sort of an authority. Well, I reject the World Economic Forum, I reject the World Health Organization, I reject all of these alphabet organizations that are started by some communist or some leftist to destroy my country, to hurt my fellow citizens. I will not stand for any of this. And I've had people recently say, Jim, are you afraid to say what you say on your show? Because someday you're going to get a knock on your door. And to that I say, well... It seems that I live in old-school Soviet Russia or live in North Korea at this point. If I have to live in fear of having some men in black suits show up at my door to tell me to shut up or else. To me, that sounds like a mob shakedown. That sounds like extortion. Sounds like an absolute crime. But yet, that's what we're dealing with in this country. It's an absolute crime. And if you are a gun owner and someone comes in your house with the intention of murdering you and your family, and you shoot this person in your house, there are people that will attack you. There are people that will try to get you into court, try to accuse you of murder. But yet, if this person, let's say he was Antifa, actually killed you and your family, I have a feeling that would pretty well be swept under the rug. Well, you know, of course, this Antifa guy, he did kill this white Christian, male, you know, and we have way too many of those. So, you know, uh, we can let this slide this time. Yeah, let him walk. Is it that bad? Very close. If it's not that bad, it's very close. I'm not ashamed to be an American. Not at all. But I am extremely ashamed of our government. I'm extremely ashamed of our justice system that is laughable. It's absolutely just an awful injustice system. I'm very ashamed of all of our institutions that used to have honor, that used to have integrity, that used to stand for something. Now all they are is bought and paid off shills for the one world government people and the Satanists and the globalists and whoever else wants to control them. And over this COVID mess, I remember seeing videos of several military members coming out and saying that they would fire on we the people if they were told to because we're breaking the law by not wearing a mask or breaking the law by going outside your house. Now you got to deal with us because we're in town and we got the big guns. Does that sound like the United States military that you love and respect? Or does it sound like a military that's been taken over by a bunch of woke, zealous, communist America haters? People that hate we the people these people look at a group of Americans like, let's say, from the Tea Party, and I don't know what they see. I see older people, male and female. Lots of times there's kids at the event. I see a very orderly group of well-dressed people. And when I say well-dressed, I mean no riffraff. You don't see any suits. You just see a lot of t-shirts and blue jeans and You just got a whole bunch of working class people out there that are getting together and they're actually having a good time because they can see they're not alone. But what do these government agencies, like the CIA and FBI, when they see a group of average normal American taxpayers, what do they see? Well, they're told to see the enemy, but what do they see? Do they see the enemy really? Well, judging by their behavior with Donald Trump, I have to say that, yes, they see us as the enemy. And they have to take our guns away. So they're after our Second Amendment, whether they claim to be or not, is immaterial. And back in the 1970s, there was a billboard in our area that was put up by the John Birch Society that said, when guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns. And then it said, get us out of the United Nations. So I think the John Birchers were way, way ahead of the curve on a lot of things. But what if you live in Tennessee, and your doctor is told that he has a quota, that he has to turn in 100 people as having depression so they can confiscate 100 people's guns, or else a doctor is going to lose his license, or maybe even worse. And so the doctor has to pick 100 patients to write down they have depression or some sort of a mental disorder. So what's going to happen when there's a knock at your door in Tennessee and they say by order of the governor, you've been deemed incompetent to own a gun. So you must surrender those guns immediately. And they have SWAT team there. They have some ATF people there. And they show overwhelming force. What are you going to do? you going to die on your front step? Well, that's not a good idea. Are you going to fight it out with law enforcement? Well, that's not a good idea. But pre-planning is a good idea. And using the billboard that was done by the John Birchers, when guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns. Well, if you're deemed as a risk to society because... You were sad because your goldfish died. I guess you have a choice whether to be an outlaw or not at that point. Now, I know, me personally, I'm going to be an outlaw. Because what they're doing is unconstitutional and is against the law. If that ever gets in front of a real court with a real judge that's not bought and paid for by the New World Order, there's no way that what this governor is doing could stand the test of the Constitution, absolutely no way, because the Constitution says that the government shall make no laws. That means making exceptions to the rule, and everything else is just off the table. The government shall make no laws, but yet the people that we have now that pass themselves off as politicians. Say, well, yeah, we agree with that. Accept when you're this way, and accept when you do that, and accept. And all these little things they throw in to try to muddy the waters. So if if you live in Tennessee and you want to save your guns, the best thing you can do is just stay legal as you can. Stay as honest as you can. Stay legal. Stay honest. Don't do anything rash. But if you decide you want to keep your guns, if someone comes and demands to take them away from you, well, those guns better not be anywhere near where you're at. They need to be in a place where nobody can find them. I'm not going to advocate breaking the law, because that's not what this show is about. But I know personally what I would do. What I would do personally is I would have a place for my guns that they couldn't be found. Let them search. Let them do what they want to do. The guns won't be found. And since they're using nefarious ways of taking your guns, as well as lying to you and using coercion and all sorts of other illegal acts, well, I usually say live in truth and tell the truth. But in this case, if I wanted to save my ability to protect myself, I'd have to say I don't know where they're at. They must have been stolen. You're going to have to come up with what your conscience can tell you to do. But they do want violence. They do want something to spark, something kinetic. So don't let them have that. Don't give in and challenge anybody. Just make it to where they can't find what they're looking for. And I know I'm not the only one that feels the way I do. Matter of fact, there's millions that feel like I feel. But we all agree that We're sitting back and watching it happen. We're just not standing our ground. We're just not doing what it takes to stop the tyranny. It seems like that we're given one or two people in Congress or in the Senate that are held out as examples of, see, if we just get more like this person, everything would be fine. That's kind of like the carrot and the stick trying to get the donkey to pull the cart. While I do think there are people better than others that are serving. I think that to be a part of that club of a certain ilk. And I was a big fan of the governor of South Dakota. But I know that she's not fighting for the rights of her people in her state when they're confronted with issues like we're talking about today. I've heard from several people in South Dakota that say that she's sold out. Absolutely as a sellout. Which doesn't surprise me a bit. Because Nebraska had a senator called Ben Sass, He sold out before he was even elected. And it seems like everyone's representatives are sold out. Sold out to the highest bidder. And of course, we, the people, we have this delusion that they will listen to us. I heard a guy on the radio talking about contacting your representative and waiting until they had recess and were in their district because they'd be much more accessible, and you'd be able to likely talk to them in person and tell them your concerns. I have to ask, do you really think that's going to make a difference? Well, I used to. I did a round trip of over 500 miles to go see my state representative one time here in Nebraska, and my state representative campaigned on being pro-life, And when I went there to talk to him about a bill that Nebraska was putting through, he said, well, no, I've changed my mind. I I can't support the bill. And I said, why not? He said, well, let me ask you a question. Are you for the death penalty? I said, yes, I am in certain circumstances. If you have a mass murderer, of course I'm for the death penalty. He said, so you're really not pro-life, are you? I said, oh, well, yes, I am, but. Let's compare apples to apples here. One person is guilty and has committed crimes against humanity, and the other person is innocent and has done absolutely nothing wrong. But you're trying to say they're both the same. He says, well, that's the way I see it. They're both the same. That was the end of the meeting. So this guy that campaigned on being pro-life was about as pro-life as Hillary Clinton. That's what I mean by trusting these people. I don't trust them at all anybody that's a politician if they come up and say hi I'm a politician my advice is just turn around and walk the other way hold your wallet watch it close just like I got some advice from a friend one time he told me when you're out and about driving around or walking around and you come upon a policeman he said never make eye contact he said just ignore him and keep walking or keep driving he said don't wave at him don't make eye contact just Act like they don't exist. He said, you don't want this kind of people in your life in any way, shape, or form. And just by making simple eye contact, you're opening yourself up for being stopped or questioned or whatever. And I didn't believe him at first. I thought he was being way over-the-top paranoid. And I used to wave at all the law enforcement. and I used to do a lot of things to try to help local law enforcement. But I don't anymore. I'm not anti-law enforcement as a whole, but I just see a whole lot of abuse, and I just don't want to be a part of that. And I'm now taking this gentleman's advice, and if I see a police officer, I just look the other way. I know there's police officers that listen to this show, and all I have to say to you is your profession brought it on all by yourselves because all the tyranny, all the things that have happened in this country, and also worldwide, where was the individual policeman that would stand up and say, this is wrong, this is not why I joined the force, this is not good police work. Oh, there were several that did that, and they got fired. And so, all the policemen just shut up, because they wanted to keep their job. Well, I want to talk about these fires that they're calling wildfires, and. I've heard from all sorts of different sources that Antifa has been setting a lot of these fires and other people are paid to. I've also heard that they're using some sort of a laser. But I really don't think they have to use lasers to start these fires, because you have a lot of people that are willing to go burn things down. you got a lot of pyromaniacs out there. You have an awful lot of people that hate humanity, have a lot of people that hate the United States that live here, that are willing to do anything so they can build back better, so they have to destroy. And another thing that's been bothering my voice today is, for the last two days, not so much, but a little bit of that Canadian smoke from those massive fires in Canada. And I've heard that it's burned an area larger than the entire island that has England, Scotland, and Wales. And the fires are unprecedented, and I really do believe that many, if not all, were started on purpose. There are fires in the Canary Islands, there are fires in Hawaii, fires in the United States, fires in Canada, and I know fire is just something that happens every year, but the magnitude of these fires is extremely disturbing you have all of these things that are happening that are just so illegal that are just off the table as far as as far as them having any constructive value whatsoever and i think they're using fire is one way to burn people out and i guess there's a lot of i'm going to call real shady business investors that are going in offering people 30 cents on the dollar for their property in hawaii those people need to be run out of Hawaii. I feel so sorry for those that have lost everything in Hawaii, and also in Canada and all over the world. And these same people set in the fires are likely friendly to PETA and other leftist organizations. And don't they know they're killing millions and billions of animals? They don't care. What's happening right now is we're witnessing the most massive power grab in the history of mankind. And there are so many people that are on a simple power trip that they want their piece of the pie. They see this as their time to shine. And if kicking their neighbor in the teeth gets them one notch up the ladder, they're going to start kicking. We have way too many people like that. And if you have people in your life that are nothing but social climbers and just yes-men or yes-women, people that just try to get along, I think it's time to reassess your relationship with people like that because they can turn on you in a heartbeat. And remember how in Nazi Germany, you had people turning in other people just at an alarming rate. And if someone wanted to get even, so to speak, with their neighbor, All they had to do was call the Gestapo. They would tell the Gestapo that they had good reason to believe that you were harboring Jewish people in your house, or you supported the Jews in any way, shape, or form. And, of course, they would watch out their window as the Gestapo would raid that house. They'd sit there with a wry smile on their face, saying, Yeah, I got them this time. We have to avoid those kind of people. And if you have those kind of people in your neighborhood, need to really, really watch out for them. I just don't like the direction that our country has gone. And I think it's gone off a cliff. I think we have only one place to go, and that's to hit rock bottom. I think we're going to hit the rocks. I really do. And that's why I say to prepare and to get right with God and to try to find like-minded people to associate with. There's a lot going to be coming down Very soon, I feel. I've been saying this for two years. And I know there's a few people that probably say, oh, here he goes again saying things are going to get bad. Well, things are worse now than they were two years ago. We've lost more of our freedoms. We have this gigantic war that is none of our business, that we have all of our money that's just going out of this country like mad. And you have the sanctions on Russia that is destroying the European economy. And it's the Europeans doing it to themselves. Which leads me to believe that they're part of this build back better nonsense. I think they have to destroy Europe to put everyone in 15 minute cities. They have to destroy Hawaii to put everyone in 15 minute cities. They want to destroy the United States and Canada to put everybody in 15 minute cities. They want to put everyone in this little prison. And also a digital prison. And of course, they're going to take away our cash. Because, you know, cash causes COVID. You know, people handing one dollar to another person that's covered with, you know, that virus. There's a whole bunch of misinformation that's been floated for years about money. Because they know that if the average person has money that's accepted anywhere by anybody, then they can go out and be a loose cannon and buy what they want to buy and do what they want to do with with their money. And also, if you drive a petroleum-powered automobile, all you have to do is fill your tank back up with gas or diesel, and you're off again. There's no record of what you bought as far as government is not tracking how much gas you buy. There are just way too many ways. If you have cash in your pocket and gas in your gas tank, You're just way too uncontrollable. So they want to have digital currency as a form of some sort of a plastic card, or worse yet, a mark or an implant that they're going to put somewhere on your body. And to me, that just reeks of mark of the beast. And then if they can shut off your power to where you can't recharge your car and shut down the charging stations, which would be very easy to do, they could do it from one location, just push a button on a computer, nobody could charge their car. And so they want to strand us with no money and no way to get out of town, so to speak. And if you've watched these electric car fires, they're worse than a gasoline fire just by a thousand percent. And people like me that rely on gasoline powered engines for my farming and also Harvesting hay. What's going to happen if they outlaw gasoline, which they're trying to do that? Well, people like me are just going to simply have to stop producing. And I don't produce much. I'm not saying that I help feed the world, but I do do my part. I know I feed a lot more people than just me with my actions in farming and also harvesting hay. And so if they put me and those like me out of business, Well, that just takes away more freedom of choice for the buyers. That takes and puts everything into hands of fewer people. The big are definitely going to get bigger, and the small are going to be called illegal. And so not only do I have choices to make as far as guns, but also my gasoline-powered vehicles. Now, I have a couple propane-powered vehicles. I don't have any diesels at this time. But they used to exempt farms from a lot of of this legislation because farmers feed the world. But I think now the government thinks more like if we control the farms, then we can control the world. And so we want to control the farmer. Therefore, if we can get rid of a 100 small family farms and put all that land under a corporation that we control or we have a hand in or we own, Because a lot of these people that we send to Washington to represent us end up becoming farmers. And they make lots of money when they pass their farm bill. These people have never seen a farm in their life, but yet that's a way they can invest a lot of money and hide a bunch of things. And it's okay for them, but it's not okay for you. And I qualify as a very small family farmer. And I know that I have about 10 targets on my back. I'm a white Christian male. I have a radio talk show that says things that the Biden crime family and all of his ilk don't like. I question the 2020 election. I'm a landowner. I'm a small farmer. I mean, there's lots of things that put a target on my back. But I'm not just going to sit here like an arcade target and just let them shoot at me. I'm going to at least give them a moving target. And in my way, as far as vocally with this show, I'm going to at least voice my opinion, if not outright fight back with my words by telling these people that they're wrong and they need to leave us alone. And that's one thing that I wish government would simply do. Just leave us alone. Let Americans do what Americans have always done. And that's climb to the top, prosper, They live under the creed of a rising tide lifts all boats. We need to get back to that. But we have way too many people that seem to just wait for the government. They just want the government to handle everything. And if the government comes out with a guideline, let's say you have to wear a face diaper, oh, we have to do it, because they said we had to. And if you say, well, prove that they work, oh, you're a science denier, which is, Absolutely stupid because the people denying science are the ones that wear the face diaper. There are several people here in town that everywhere they go they're wearing one of these disposable face diapers that basically you can get for a dollar or less at any hardware store or any box store. And they might work for pollen and they might work for dust and maybe some wood shavings and things like that, but they're not meant for anything medical and even the highest quality medical masks can't filter out a virus and so the anti-science people are the ones that say we're protecting everyone cuz we're wearing a mask no these people are imbeciles and if you happen to be a mask wearer and i just call you an imbecile well i'm sorry but that's how i see it protecting yourself and protecting others is very noble But when you think you're protecting others when you're not is horrible. And also, with all these face masks, I put up an awful lot of hay that's along highways. And do you know how many face diapers I've raked up and baled up without knowing it until I feed my cows in the winter and I roll out the hay and here's a whole bunch of Ugly, gross, disgusting face diapers mixed in with my hay. But yet these people thought, yes, I'm saving the world. And then if this mask did catch a virus, if it did, well, they threw it out for someone else to pick up. They didn't dispose of it properly. If they truly thought they had the virus caught, they would find a way to dispose of that to where the virus was eradicated. They wouldn't just throw it out the window of their car, or throw it into a dumpster, or a trash can in a bathroom. So you can't have it both ways, if the mask really does work like some people think. So why are you not properly disposing of that mask? Of course, they don't work, so that's a moot point. And also, people that habitually wear masks end up getting other respiratory diseases from the mask. Because we aren't meant to have anything covering our nose or mouth. That's not how we were designed. And so if you're doing it, please stop for your own health. Plus, the word is out that they don't work. And the word is out what a scam all this was. And it just makes you look like you fell for a scam. That's all it does. Getting back to the fires, I think we have to all... Really look at our property and look at everything that we own and understand that if somebody wants to build back better, they have to destroy first, and maybe it's your area they're going to light a fire. Maybe it's your house they want to destroy. In this climate, who knows? Now, I doubt if anyone that's listening to the show has someone that has a house that's been targeted for someone to go torch it. But I would not be surprised if I have listeners that live in an area that a group similar to Antifa or Antifa itself or another group that will be henchmen have targeted as a possible burn site. And so it's really important that you have smoke detectors. It's really important that you have fire extinguishers. It's really important you have a family plan on what to do with the fire and One of the most nefarious things that is going to come out of the fires in Hawaii is it's my understanding that the schools were closed in that area. And so you had all these young children home alone because they closed the schools abruptly. And a lot of people had to go to work. So their kids were home. And the kids were in the houses that burned. And I hear that a lot of the casualties are young children. And this is evil beyond evil, what's going on in the world. And I really do think that it's time that we all stood up to just this awful, horrible, just New World Order bunch of satanic people. And we can't just stay on defense all the time. We can't just keep fire extinguishers handy for when they want to start a fire. And That's a cycle that we can't win. We can't win being on defense all the time. And when I say going on offense, I'm not saying be offensive. I'm not saying doing anything to harm anybody. I'm saying be proactive and try to make sure that this doesn't happen in your area. Don't sit back and take all the punches. Not that we want to punch back, but we want to let people know that if they punch us, there's going to be consequences. Not necessarily we're going to do anything rash, but At least we got to make them think twice before they come in and try to harm us or our family. And what I really don't understand is the old saying, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And all these people that want to destroy the United States, don't they realize that if they succeed and the United States is destroyed, don't they realize that they're next? That their handlers will have no more use for them? And so they'll just be put down like an animal that's no longer wanted. So all these people that think they're social climbers, all these people that think that if they do the right thing for the New World Order, that they're going to have a place at the table. These people really are useful idiots if they think that. Because there is no place at the table for a useful idiot. And so... I ask anyone out there that is trying to get along with the New World Order bunch, just know that your time is coming not for we the people to do anything to you, but your deep state handlers. The time is coming when you're no longer going to, when your services are no longer wanted or needed, and you're now a liability. So you really have to think about that. Well, before I... In the show, I want to add just a little bit of off-grid topic. I haven't done very much other than I think the Second Amendment, I think that touches everyone who's off-grid. But if you don't have a backup power supply, I highly recommend that you get a backup. Now, I'm not saying a backup to your connection that's on-grid. I'm saying a backup to your off-grid connection. In other words, if you have a generator, get a second if you can. If you have a real lightweight generator that won't do very much, get a second one, an upgrade. Get something that can at least run a one-half horsepower water pump on a deep well. So you're going to want to have 4,000 watts or above. So if you have a little 1,800 watt or 2,000 watt little generator to run a light bulb or two, you're just fooling yourself. You're going to need something that's going to be able to jump start all these electric motors that are in your freezer, refrigerator, your water pump. There's a whole lot of ways that, there's a whole lot of appliances that need that extra wattage just to start the appliance up. Then once the compressor is started, or once the motor in the unit is started, it doesn't draw near that much current. But that start up, that surge, you really do need to have something that has enough power to give a very good, solid, positive surge on everything you own. That includes your power tools, like a drill press or anything else that does take some electricity. I've been saying this for two years, that now is the time for us to really get serious about our survival and our family's survival. And for two years, things have progressively gotten worse and worse and worse. But yet everyone is still kind of going about their daily business. But they don't really take in consideration how much they've been hurt. Every time you go shopping and you complain about the prices of anything you're buying, well, that's money out of your pocket. You're being hurt. There are so many things aimed at we the people right now that it's really easy to not see the big picture. We have all these brush fires, literally, in some cases, that are everywhere, that we're so busy paying attention to all these little events, that, that we're not looking at the big overriding event. And that big event is is that I think that we are in very bad trouble as far as our rights being eroded away or simply confiscated or taken from us as our guns and our free speech. But I think very soon our cash will be confiscated because this fiat dollar that, that can be turned into a digital signal on a computer That's no system to live in. The American dollar is going away as far as the world reserve currency. And I think at that very same time, cash is going to be done away with and even outlawed. They're going to make it to where there's no provision for anyone to use cash anymore. And if you're caught handing cash to someone else, well, that's going to be treated as some sort of a contraband. And of course, if the government says we no longer back this as money, If you buy something for a dollar and someone accepts it for a dollar and you give them an actual dollar bill, you're both cheating yourself because that transaction should not take place because the dollar you hand this man is not redeemable. And so you're handing him basically nothing. In future shows, I'm going to talk about bartering. I have done that in past shows, but I think it's time I dusted that subject off. I think bartering is going to be the way to go if you're like me. Well, I appreciate you putting up with my voice today with all the pollen and all the dust. And As I finish the show, I'm getting ready to go back out and bale for another hour or so. I probably shouldn't because the sun's going down, but I'm behind time, so I'm going to have to get busy with it. But I'm way behind on my haying because of all the weather, and I'm never going to disparage the rain because we really needed it. But it's really put me behind on my schedule. And I would ask that if you enjoy this show and you get something from my podcasts and broadcasts, I would ask that you consider donating to this show. Donations have been way down, and it's because of the economy, and I do understand that. But if you could spare a dollar or two, or more if you can, I would really appreciate it. Because everything helps keep this program on the air because... It's only because of listener support that I'm able to air it. i take checks and money orders. You'd write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. You would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, Hershey, Nebraska, and the zip code is 691. 691- four three again thanks for listening and until next time everyone keep an eye on what's happening in tennessee keep an eye on your state government keep an eye on your doctor really make sure you don't fall into this trap stay as positive as you possibly can stay vigilant but most important of all replace fear with faith This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Britt Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.